Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting, and also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 257, a textbook, New Hampshire Turkey Hunt. And I am your host and the guy who is pretty proud to say that I did nothing, absolutely nothing worthwhile this past weekend other than go to church. And as I'm telling you that, I can't help but chuckle a little bit inside because it reminds me of a time a couple of years ago when I bumped into my next door neighbor outside. We were both out in our yards and I stopped to chat with him for a minute and he said, well, did you hear that I retired? And I said, no, I didn't hear that. And he said, yeah, I retired about a month ago. I said, well, that's awesome, Tommy. So that's pretty exciting news. So what are you going to do? Because Tommy's still fairly young and is pretty healthy. And I figured, you know, he's retired and he's going to find a little part-time job or something to keep himself busy. Like so many people do today. Like I probably will when I get to be old enough and financially comfortable enough to where I can retire. So Tommy looks at me after I ask him if he's going to do anything now that he's retired, and he says, no, I'm not doing nothing. So that's what I did this weekend. Nothing. And it was pretty darn nice. This coming weekend, however, will not be a do-nothing weekend. I already have a couple of projects that I've got to work on, and there is a decent chance, like about a 40 or 50 percent chance, that we're going to get some rain Sunday and Monday. And I'm willing to take a chance that we're going to get that rain and get some seed in the ground. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to break up two of my fields in order to get seed in the ground if we don't get some water on them first. But one of the fields I've already got broken up and it's ready for seed. I'm going to go spread some seed on it Saturday. I'm going to hand water the seed in to that food plot. That's my food plot there on the edge of the lake, and I plan on pumping a little bit of water out of that lake, wetting the ground pretty well to get that seed to where it'll make some good contact with the soil, and pray we get some more rain. So I told you guys last week that I was making a last-ditch effort to salvage the audio from my final hunt in New Hampshire, and I did that, and I sent out the audio to several different people who have much more experience editing and cleaning up audio than I do. And every single one of them replied back, basically saying, this audio is not 
salvageable. So I'm going to play just a few seconds of it just so you can see what I've been trying to salvage. And I'm not going to waste any more time than that on it. I've spent a lot of time trying to get it cleaned up, but it's just not going to work out. So today I'm going to walk you through the story of a textbook New Hampshire turkey hunt. But first I have to tell you that we are 170 days, 10 hours, 50 minutes and 19 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So right now, though, I'm going to just play a little bit of this audio clip for you so that you can hear a little sample of what I've been trying to work with with this hunt in New Hampshire. So as you can tell, that's pretty rough audio there. But having said that, I do have a few clips of the audio from the hunt for you guys. But it's the parts of the audio where I'm not whispering. And I told you this a couple of weeks ago that I recorded that hunt with my phone. And I think I really kind of figured out what happened. Because after listening to the full audio clip a couple of times, the first... Oh, seven, eight minutes of the recording. The birds are louder. My whispering is louder. There's a crow that just about blows your ears out in those first few minutes. And what I think happened is in some of my shifting around, I think either the microphone itself got covered up or what I think is more likely to have happened, the microphone input may have pulled out of the audio jack of my telephone. That's what I think happened, but I can't tell for sure. But what you've just heard is part of what's really the meat of the hunt. And that is when I've got a bunch of turkeys in front of me. But it's a shame. I say it's a shame. It's a shame because you can't hear me narrate this hunt. And so now that we are, oh, four months after the fact of the hunt, there are a lot of little details that I would have narrated in this hunt because from what I can tell, there is a fair amount of whispering going on during this hunt. But there are a lot of little details that I'm sure I narrated and whispered in this hunt that I'm not going to be able to share with you because I'm not going to remember every single minor little detail of the hunt. But I want to go ahead and get into it because it really is the textbook turkey hunt. When you're lying in bed two weeks before season starts and you are dreaming and thinking and hoping and wishing turkey season was in and you imagine a hunt taking place, it was this hunt. And in a few minutes when I finish the story, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So as I told you guys before, this was the same piece of property that Chip killed his turkey on and the same place that I played a pretty long game of cat and mouse with the turkey on before the day this hunt took place. This piece of property has a triangular shaped ag field on it and a block of woods off of the southernmost corner of this ag field. I'm not really sure how big this block of woods is, but it is a block of big woods. I'm talking trees that two or three of us would not be able to put our arms around. Big, big, beautiful woods. Off of the eastern side of this ag field 
is a hill that has three terraces on it, and it goes up and there's a plateau up at the top of the hill and another big field up there. And now the hunt where I played the audio for you guys a couple of weeks ago where we tinkered with this turkey for quite a while and then my recorder ran out of space, that hunt actually took place on the second terrace going up this hill. So I knew that that is where I wanted to be at daybreak. I didn't want to top the toe of that ridge along that second terrace, get to where those turkeys were roosted or where I thought they were roosted because I didn't know for sure that they would be roosted in the same spot that they were before. So I'm on the opposite side of the toe of that ridge from where the turkeys roosted before, hoping that they're there the morning that I'm coming into the woods to try this tom again. So this particular morning, I'm solo on this hunt. New Hampshire was not part of the deal. We were going on this hunt to hunt New York and Vermont. And those are the two states that we paid an outfitter to hunt in. So New Hampshire was an add-on for us because Chip and I had the time. And so we didn't have an outfitter on that hunt. Chip, that particular morning, had gone to hunt with John to try to help him get a bird in Vermont. The guy that was with us the morning that Chip killed his turkey to kind of show us the property was not with me either. He had gone to visit his son the afternoon before. So I'm in the woods before daylight by myself. I get onto this second terrace really right before gobbling time. And I didn't pick a spot to sit down because I wanted to let it get a little bit more light and make sure that I was sitting in an area where I had a good field of view around me. I didn't want to end up sitting in some sort of a little depression that would keep me from being able to see around the toe of that ridge as much as I needed to, or up the hill as much as I needed to, or down the hill. You get the idea. I wanted to have a good vantage point, so I didn't sit down until I could see pretty well. I found my spot to sit, and it was just where that second terrace started to rise up towards the third terrace, and I found a blowdown. I found a tree that had fallen, and I felt like that was going to give me a better amount of concealment between me and where the turkeys should be approaching from, and it would give me a pretty good prop for my gun as well. So I see this blowdown, and I just back up against the blowdown, and I wait for the tom to gobble from the ground. And I've talked about this a bunch, and I know a lot of you guys in different parts of the country, you tree call to turkeys. And if it works for you, I'm saying that's fantastic for you, but it does not work for me in Alabama because what happens when I call to a gobbler on the tree in Alabama is that gobbler stays up in that tree for hours. I mean, seriously, hours, because he's waiting on that hen to walk underneath his tree or at least within a distance to where he can see her before he's going to fly down. And yes, I know from my experience and my travels around the country that not every tom is that way. Not every tom does that, but I hunt as if they all do it. And really, it kind of goes back to that whole, it's more difficult to undercall to a turkey than it is to overcall to a turkey mindset. So getting back to the story, I'm sitting there with my back against this blowdown, waiting on the tom to sound off from the ground, 
before I'm going to make a call. And then finally he gobbles and it sounds like he's on the ground. So I pull out one of my pot and peg calls and... So as you can tell, I'm not getting wild and crazy with my calling. At this point, it's early in the day, and I'm pretty sure this Tom has hens with him. He did the day before. Of course, they could have left him during the day. He could be by himself in that little block of woods, but with as many hens as he had around him, I don't think that's the case. If he's still in that block of woods, I believe the hens are still in that block of woods with him. And getting loud and aggressive and challenging those hens at this point in the morning does not seem to be the right approach to me. I'm just letting them know that I'm in an area that they were in yesterday, that they very likely spend a bunch of time in, and I'm hanging out. Soft calling, nothing real aggressive, nothing real challenging, and I'll just kind of see where things go from there. I know I told you guys that the audio that I recorded was unusable, but here's a little piece that I did salvage by amplifying the sound. So I'm picking right back up from where you heard the audio of me calling. Listen in.
Now, this tom is gobbled a few times before, but there is no gobble in the audio until that one. So what I'm telling you in a roundabout way is this tom has closed the distance and is pretty close. And it became apparent at that point in time that if I was going to put myself in a position to get a shot at this turkey, I needed to twist my body a little bit on this tree so that I would have a better range of motion for my gun and be pointed better in the right direction that that turkey's approaching from. So it's time to shift and quickly. Now, it's at about this point in the hunt, after I get shifted around, that I think, and it's pure speculation on my part, but I think that the microphone got disconnected from my telephone. Maybe not completely disconnected, but the connection was not great because the whispering is basically inaudible from this point forward. And I don't think that I was whispering so low that I couldn't hear it because the microphone picks up whispering pretty well, as you guys have heard from some of the previous audio recordings that I've done of my hunts. So after this gobble that was pretty close to me, I got shifted around the blowdown that I was on, putting my left shoulder, my non-shooting shoulder, more in the direction that the turkey was approaching from, and I waited. And about five minutes and 35 seconds later, I heard some scratching in the leaves, and it was just a few seconds later that I saw a turkey come over the top of the toe of the ridge. And it was a hen. And she was not alone because not far behind her was another hen. Not far behind her was another one. And another one. And another one. And another one. And then finally, I didn't know it, but here comes the last hen. And here comes a turkey behind the last hen. A turkey with a beard. Just the kind of turkey that I was looking for. And the hens are just scratching and feeding. And the tom, well, he's not really showing off a whole lot. And he's feeding around a little bit as well. Now, at this point, the hen that's closest to me is probably 40 yards away. The tom is probably 50, maybe 55 yards away. He's a dead turkey with a 3-inch, 12-gauge TSS shell. He's dead, but I haven't made a move in his direction yet. I'm watching him, and I'm watching the hens. And the hens are in full-on feeding mode. It's all they're thinking about right now. And they get into this area on the side of this hill going up to the third terrace, and they start to spread out. They came over the toe of that ridge pretty much in a straight line. Now that they're in this area, that straight line is no more. And it's just a bunch of turkeys getting more and more spread out. And the tom is still kind of up towards the top of the toe of that ridge at a little bit higher elevation than them. And he's feeding a little bit and watching them, but not really displaying. And he's not gobbling a whole lot. Now, remember I told you guys how big and open these woods are. And I know 
that my opportunity to move my gun and get on this tom to get a shot is very limited with the number of eyeballs in these very open woods. So these turkeys are feeding generally in my direction and I'm very well hidden from them. So I'm watching, kind of waiting on what I feel like is my best opportunity to make a move without getting busted. And it's a situation that I'm sure all of you guys are very familiar with from your past experiences of turkey hunting. So this tom starts to move a little bit more in my direction. Coming down from that little bit of an increase in elevation, that little bit higher spot that he was at up on top of the ridge, and he's feeding down towards the flat where that second terrace is, which is pretty much what I thought his strut zone would be. So he's slowly feeding in that direction. He's moving from my nine o'clock position towards my 12 o'clock. And as he starts down the hill towards me, he steps behind one of those humongous trees. And I didn't feel like it was my chance to move on him just yet because there were still several hens that were up above him at this point that I felt like had I gone ahead and moved at that time, I may have spooked them. So I waited still longer, even more. A few minutes after he stepped behind that tree, yes, he was behind that tree for a while. All right, that's all that I've got for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode, then you will need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. And in order to become a subscriber, what I need you to do is text the word Turkey Hunter. Make it one word with no spaces and text it to the number 44222. After you do that, I'm going to send you a set of instructions that you'll need to follow. And eventually I'm going to email you a link that you can click on to set up your username or password on the Podbean application and to pay your $18 per year premium content subscription fee. Your $18 per year will get you not only the rest of this week's episode, but it will get you the premium content for all of our past episodes. And there are about two years of those premium content episodes, and it will get you the premium content for the next 52 weeks as well. There's a bunch of content locked up under the premium subscription, and you'll have access to all of that for 18 measly dollars. Again, I hope you guys have enjoyed tagging along in these hunts and being a part of these hunts with me. Let me know your thoughts about it. You know, a couple of years ago when I first started bringing you guys along in these hunts, I heard a lot of you saying, hey, I really enjoy that. That's a lot of fun. Is it still fun for you guys? Are you still enjoying the hunts? Because if so, I'll keep bringing them to you. If not, I'll find something else to bring to you. So let me hear from you. Andy at IamTurkeyHunting.com And now I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. And the favor of the week this week is to like and share this week's episode on social media. Go to the I Am Turkey Hunting Facebook fan page and like the post for this week's show. That helps to get the word out about the show. And also go to my Twitter feed. And my Twitter handle is at Turkey Hitman. If you'll go to my Twitter feed and find the tweet that has the link for this week's show in it. And 
like that and retweet it, that would be a big help for me this week. And I would appreciate that very much. This is the part of the show where I say thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices and I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.